a strong Christian um, Ephesians 6.10 was our foundational text please put it up we want to read it together Ephesians 6.10 Ephesians 6.10 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might can we read it together ready go One more time. For the last time. And so I made you understand last week that when we talk about becoming a strong Christian or becoming strong in your Christian walk, the emphasis is not depending on a strength that you have or possess because you and you and i know that of our own accord we don't have any strength but we depend on rely on and look solely to the strength that is found in our lord and savior jesus and i believe that through his strength we are strengthened as well i pray for you that you will be strong in the lord and in the power of his might hallelujah um when when the president of the nation gives you a letter to take to any ministry there is strength in the name of that president there is a might in his office now when he gives you a letter and signs it once you take it to any office and they open it and they read the content instructions and they see the signature of the president you will see them running helter skelter ready to accord you maximum assistance because they recognize the office of the individual that has signed it and they know that there is power back in this mere paper imagine when the ceo of the universe is behind you and he's the source of your power and your strength i pray for you that in the day of 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 need may your strength be derived from the grace of god in the name of jesus tell somebody be strong in the lord or tell another be strong in the lord and i made you understand last week that there are certain areas you would need to develop if you are to be a strong christian number one what did we say please feel free to refer to your notes number one one area is to develop a deeper 
Christian life. And I give you a scripture in Psalm 42, 7. The deep calleth unto the deep. At the noise of thy water sprouts, all thy waves and their billows are gone over me. And I made you understand that there are deeper dimensions in God, deeper realms in God, deeper and more intense encounters you can have with God. It is not enough to know about the story of how David killed Goliath with a stone. Those are letters. Those are on the face. Those are stories. But there are revelations behind the text that you read. And as a child of God who desires to be a strong Christian, the first area to develop is to dig deep into God. Somebody say dig deep. Oh, come on, say dig deep. In the day of trouble, in windy and stormy times, it is how deeply you are rooted in God that determines whether or not you survive, not how eloquent you are. There are many people who speak all the nice English and say all the motivational and inspirational things till issues and troubles arise. In the first service, I was saying and setting an example that there are many people who begin marriage with nice nice words you know sweet things um people people have more food people can say all the right stuff till storms start brewing and you begin to wonder where is all the love that they said they had they professed to have uh, because it, it is in the day of trouble that your roots will determine whether you survive or not tell somebody dig deep number two what did we say be steadfast and movable there are so many Um, doctrines and so many things that are thrown about all the time and because scripture has already said that in the last days knowledge shall abound philosophizing shall abound and because of this knowledge that is is out there every now and then something new will come and if you are not well grounded and you are not stable in God everything new that comes it will throw you off balance amen even in science do you know every every now and then they bring new things there was a time they said um, Kinky causes cancer. How many of you heard that one? Oh, you didn't hear? There was a time they said Kinky causes cancer. At that time, I was in Mampubi. That was where I, I grew up. And the people in my area said, Beobagbo, which means they will all die. But they were not ready to, they were steadfast, unmovable. No matter the, the research findings that they said they had found. Hallelujah. And so, as a child of God, to become a, a, a strong Christian, an area we need to develop is our strength and our unshakable faith in God. Number three, what did we say? To be a strong Christian is to be spiritual. May you understand that life is beyond what your eyes can see. Life is beyond what are apparent to your senses, what you can touch, what you can feel. There is a dimension to life that your eyes cannot see. And for a child of God that needs to be strong, that area also must be developed. Amen. Many people are too carnal. They are too moved by senses. But I pray for you that your spiritual antennas shall be sharpened and you'll be able to pick into the frequencies of the realm of the spirit. Somebody say, that is my story. Number four, what did we say? Mature. I made you understand that maturity in God has very little to do with age. You can be you can be old as far as age is concerned and not necessarily be mature in Christ. It takes several, several other things apart from age for you to attain maturity. And I made you understand that the reason why Timothy, it is recorded in Timothy that don't make a novice a pastor. In other words, don't make an immature person a pastor. Because once you set a platform bigger than their maturity, people will begin to goof. People will begin to bring disrepute and disgrace to the office. 
amen so today we'll move on that was the last bit right we are all caught up we'll move on to reasons why you must strengthen yourself last week we dealt with the areas that need strengthening this week why must you strengthen yourself number one so that you can overcome the wicked one first john 2 14 first john 2 14 i have written unto you fathers because ye have known him that is from the beginning i have written unto you young men because ye are strong and the word of god abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one out of strength we have we receive grace to overcome the wicked one i made mention during the first service that people think the devil is on retirement but the devil has not retired yet he's not gone on pension now no matter how old you are there have been generations of people who have been your age before how many of you agree even your father used to be your age your grandfather used to be your age your great-grandfather used to be your age so whatever age you are now the enemy has <coughs> excuse me has seen people your age before has dealt with people like you before now what makes you think that by your own strength you can overcome somebody who has seen many of your kind except that you derive strength from god you cannot overcome him um i shared a story that one of my one of our uh, pastors called during the weekend or so somebody a friend of his had a land somewhere somebody came to park a car Apparently, he's been coming there all the time. The person will come with um, um, black things and red things and some concoctions and some other things. And all he's coming to do is to come and chant and mention somebody's name. That so-and-so person, I am tying you. You see those things they do in movies? This is real life. They actually recorded the person on phone. He didn't know that he was being recorded. Now, he was saying, I am tying the CEO of so-and-so company. You can't remove me from my position. I am speaking into the elements. Let them take control of you and your mind and your thought process. You must favor me by force. No matter what I do, no matter what people say, I am stuck in this position. Nobody can remove me. And he was just chanting. And he, the thing they, they asked him to do during the deep of the night. Now imagine the person whose name is being mentioned like that. He's sleeping in his house. Perhaps physically somebody is dealing with them and dealing with their name and their issues somewhere the enemy has not gone on retirement and there are many wicked people out there you see you don't have to have done anything to the devil but once he knows that you are untouchable he cannot come near you and that is why you must derive strength from God you must become a strong Christian tell somebody you need to be a strong Christian too many of us are too afraid of witches and too afraid of wizards. Unless they don't tell you that this this your auntie or this your uncle or this person is a witch, you're afraid. Sleepless nights. When you see them coming this way, you pass that way. Hallelujah. When they, they cook, say, don't eat. You, they'll kill you. Some of you have been told, don't go to your village. Because if you step foot in your village, they will kill you how would they kill a man and the bible says he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world 
from today may you receive strength that comes from the lord if they are touching people in the family and they get to you may they bypass you in the name of jesus not because of who you are but simply because you have relied on the strength that comes from above somebody shout yes the first reason you must become a strong christian is so that you can overcome the wicked one the enemy won't stop he, his end is already assured how his story will terminate is already recorded everything is already set for him and so he will not stop today he's recruiting more people and imputing into them the grace of wickedness and it is up to us the new generation in the lord to rise up and begin to defend the cause of christ in our families there are many families where the enemy has entered and has dissipated many destinies for too long but i came to tell somebody the lord is believing in us and is raising another generation of people who will walk in the might and in the name of the lord the other day when david came into contact with goliath one thing he said is i come against you not in my name but in the name of the lord god of hosts when you understand who your god is and the fact that he is with you he's got your back he is he is he is overshadowing you then you know that the there is nothing the enemy can do against you that will touch you for the bible says no weapon formed against me shall prosper it doesn't matter where the weapon was formed because god is on my side somebody said that is my story we need to become strong christians you will see people who go to the office by the time you get there you haven't seen those things before somebody has come to sprinkle things on your seat One place I worked some time ago, they came to sprinkle something somewhere. The person whose seat it was said he won't sit there. Oh. He's afraid. They will kill him. Oh. Say, oh, where's Osofu? Osofu says he's anointed. Go and call Osofu somewhere. I said, where is it? Please, 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 give me a towel. We cleaned the thing and sat on it. Everybody was expecting that I should fall down and die. It reminds me of the story of Paul. The Bible says Paul put his hand into the firewood and suddenly a viper hung itself around him and everybody was just looking at Paul waiting for him to die but what they did not know that even though they were looking at a human being who to, which was um, flesh and blood beyond the humanity that their eyes could see he had the backing of heaven and divinity and so the, the viper did not have the ability to bite him and that is why the Bible says in the book of Mark that you will have the power and the ability to step on scorpions and snakes I came to tell somebody you are receiving strength from the Lord to overcome scorpions to overcome snakes no weapon formed against you no nothing that they have envisaged nothing that they have planned nothing that they have conceived and concocted has the ability to touch you from today not because of your name but because of the name of the Lord God of hosts somebody shout yes yeah may, may God depend on you to, to stand in for your family you enter some families and at, by the age of 40 everybody is dying so yet yes sir only one has i had the other worry only one worry hallelujah your story is different because your strength is from the lord see when when you develop strength the wicked one can do anything but it, it will not pull you down and that is how come there are some of you even when you are going through painful things you still have a smile on your face people don't understand have you experienced that before even when you are going through people look at you and they wonder how did you survive 
How are you still breathing? How are you still walking about with a smile on your face? It is not because of anything. It is because of the strength of the Lord. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. When you are not strong, they will do anything. They just throw you about just like that. Remember when we in secondary school? When, it's, when the, the seniors have a way of picking on people who are not strong. Amongst our batch, those who are, you know, tall and very big and like they, they wear a demeanor that will put fear even in seniors. When the seniors see them, they greet them and pass by. When they see some of us, we look like we can scrap and we look like we can weed. When they look at the other people, oh, <laughs> good morning. Hallelujah. When you are strong in the Lord, the enemy will see you and bypass you. It is necessary. The first reason why you need to be a strong Christian is so you can overcome the enemy. He is not on retirement. He hasn't stopped. He will not stop. So you need to be strengthened. I shared a story of the King Morgan. During the first, I said, she was taking her daughter to school. Fresh. You know when parents are taking their children to school, they will go and do survey of the school um, colors, chairs, washroom, teachers. So she came to me and said, have you investigated the school? She said, oh yes, 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 apostle, I've done it. The teacher is good, the chairs are nice, um, the washroom is neat. I said, you didn't, answer, you didn't answer my question. I said, have you investigated the school? I said, Apostle, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I spoke to the head teacher. I said, you haven't understood my question. Did you investigate the school? She didn't get it. I didn't see anything. The first day, she took her daughter to school. They rushed her to the hospital. And she couldn't go to school for one week. First day she stepped in school. Within one hour, they rushed her to the hospital. So the moment I came to the office and she saw me, she said, I now understand your question. And I understand. And I said, now you have seen the reason why I asked you that question. From today, she's preserved in the name of Jesus. Take her back to that school. The second week, she went to school. Nothing, nothing happened to her. She was not touched. Why? It is not everything. See, things are not always the way your eyes are telling you they are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, if you were in the days of David and Goliath, and you saw Goliath, what would your eyes tell you? This is a man that cannot be beaten. A man who is so huge that somebody else is holding his spear. Another person is holding the shield. This must be, and, and he has, you know, he has a track record. He has a, his CV, he has dominated this country and dominated that country and has defeated these people. So when you see him, he said, mm, this one, they ain't to me. Your mind, because of the information your eyes are feeding your mind, will tell you you cannot. But David comes and sees beyond what the eyes are seeing. He says, you uncircumcised Philistine. He immediately is addressing him and he's putting him in his place. For everybody to understand that this guy you are seeing and everybody, you are afraid of him, understand that he's a nobody. He didn't throw one single shot before his death. Goliath didn't throw one single punch before his death. When men are shot with stones and arrows, they fall backwards. Goliath falls forward. Because he was already exposed in the spirit, and so it made his who he was in the physical easy to conquer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Tell somebody, be strong in the Lord. Oh, tell another, be strong in the Lord. When you are strong in the Lord, even your eyes are open to see who the wicked ones are. It's ministering somewhere, I picked the lady, started prophesying to her. The Lord opened my eyes. I saw that the person she herself considers the best friend is the reason why she's not married. Not because she's a witch. Well, she may well, she, she may well be a witch anyway. Now, when the friend, you know how when people are, are in relationship, they want the person to meet their friends. And whenever the, the lady introduces the beloved or boyfriend to this best friend, she will now start talking to her, oh, this is my friend. She's my friend. I know her very well. She's a bad person. She won't help you. Me, I'm telling you the truth. I don't know you, but I feel like I should tell you the truth. My friend is a bad... The things we have been doing, eh? So, within two weeks, the people just disappear, and she doesn't understand. I was prophesying, the thing just came. I was just laughing. I was just laughing. And so, Bibia, they were going to discuss it with the people, because they are not strong enough for your eyes to pop open beyond what your normal eyes can see. Hallelujah. Number two, reason why you need to be a strong Christian. Thank you, Lord. You need to be a strong Christian so you can run the race properly. So you can run the race properly. So you can run the race properly. How many of you know you are running a race? There is a path that the Lord has set before you. There is a race you are running. And this race of life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's not how fast you are finishing, it's whether you can finish at all. Hallelujah. It is always easy to start things in life. Starting is always easy, but it's the end thereof that matters. Have you not seen people on the um, day of the wedding at the altar you know when I'm when I'm officiating he said do you take so and so as your um, husband to love and to hold to cherish and da, 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 to death hold you part. if you do say I do then the lady will look at my face and say I very much do they are giving it appellations and you can see the glow and excitement on their faces and and yet for some people six months down the line those people that started so beautifully they'll start throwing punches and you begin to ask yourself questions because it is not about starting as for starting anybody can start it is whether you'll be able to finish the race have you seen people who are trying to build their house before oh when they start pam 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 you go to certain villages and houses that they started 30 years ago are so uncompleted till today. It is easy, tell somebody, it is easy to start. Oh, tell them it is easy to start. The question is, would you finish the race? We've entered 2020. People have nice ideas, nice ambitious desires, passion for strange things. They have written in their books all the accomplishments they want to have come the end of the year. And, and by May, 
when it starts raining, it's as if it, the rain comes to drive away all the plants. It is easy to start. In order for us to finish the race, it will only take strength that comes from God. Hallelujah. It will only take strength that comes from God. Look at Jesus. Why did God send Jesus to come and die? He was born, even at a young age. He had the audacity to tell his parents, I, I went about my father's business. Imagine your child telling you that. Why you? Like he's lost. Then you find him later and they tell him, you people are not serious. I went about my father's business. But at a young age, he even had an understanding of what his commission was. He knew what it was about. But a time came when it was now nearing that season for him to go to the cross. He said, if, 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 if you can, let this car pass me by. Even the son of God, when he was nearing the purpose for which he came in the first place, started saying, if you can, let this car then, then he says, but your will, let your will be done. In other words, if I had my own way, I'll just stop here. But I'm still depending on your strength, on grace that comes from you to carry me through to the end. If you depend on your strength, at a point you will fail. If you depend on your intellect, at a point you will fail. But get to the level where you just rely on the grace and the mercies of God, on the strength that comes from Him. By so doing, nothing the enemy throws your way will stop you. You will keep running the race till you come to the end. Somebody shout yes. You see, you see, God is much more interested in the end of, of things. He's much more interested. He says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you where? To an expected end. Whenever the Lord was speaking to his people, so he tells, he meets Abraham. And then he tells Abraham, Brah, I'm going to give you a son. And out of that son, I'm going to extend the, the, the generations after you. And through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What was God doing? Speaking about issues of the end. As to how the thing was going to happen, God is not talking about it. Because the race is long and God will not tell you every single minute and every single day. And every, he gives you a picture of the end and then you rely on him for strength to run the race till you get to that place. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, are you running the race? Because on the journey of life, no matter how spiritual you are, there are times where you will feel like giving up, except the Lord gives you strength. There are times that you feel like, let me just stop here, except the Lord encourages you and, and gives you strength. Even David, the Bible says a time came, when they came to ransack all the people that he, all the other wives and children, including his own wives. And the people plotted to stone him. And the Bible says, David strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. King David, that God spoke highly of. God has spoken, so he said, he's a man after my own heart. He gets to a place when he's given up, then he realizes the only way to go on is to strengthen himself in the Lord. I pray for you that you receive strength that comes from the Lord on this journey of life. That at times when you feel like giving up, may you be strengthened again to keep going. 
at times when you feel like not even going to work anymore because you are frustrated may god's grace strengthen you and keep you going at times when you feel like stopping that business because it is frustrating may the grace of god strengthen you and keep you going at times when you feel like stopping this marriage thing because you can't take it anymore may god give you strength to keep you going at times when you feel like these children are too stubborn may god give you strength to keep you going somebody said that is my story the journey of life is a race you are running. It's a race you are running. But this kind of race is not like the kind that we watch on TV. Because the one that you watch on television, they all start at the same time, have the same time and opportunity, and end around the same time. And they are measured according to um, 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 one person's time in relation to another person's time. Our own race in life is not like that. And because many people have not understood this, people are still running their race, but are still focusing on how others are running their race and determining their success or failure by how far others have gone in life. I feel like teaching this one. Yeah. You are not successful because everybody around you, you are better than everybody around you. That is not the measure of success. You are only successful if you have accomplish the purpose for which the Lord is working with you. You understand? When, okay. when Joseph was in prison, he was still successful. Because he was working according to the purpose of heaven for his life at that time in prison. And so, though around him, everybody else sees a man that is imprisoned, he is still on his journey to become prime minister, and so he is on the path of success. Are you with me? If he has decided on his own, I've had enough of these people, let me just leave this place and go and become a farmer in my father's land. He would have been a failure, even though he would have been a free man. Because whilst the people will see him as a free person, in heaven's program, he has deviated. So you are running your race not according to what others are seeing, but according to heaven's plan for you. Everybody may do better than you, but a season is coming where the Lord can pick you and fast forward everything according to the time of life. And I came to tell people who are getting frustrated and are downtrodden in life, and I came to infuse the graces and the mercies of God that strengthens a man to keep going. Today you may look down, today you may look like nothing is happening, but I see a season coming as you walk with God, in God and with Him, that in that season everything will begin to come together for you. The lines will begin to fall for you in pleasant places, that the Lord himself will glorify himself in your life. Look at somebody and say, he's talking about me. Number three reason why you must be strengthened. Third and final reason for today. So that you can help other people. You need to strengthen yourself in the Lord so you can help other people. Glory be to Jesus. Romans 15, 1. Romans 15, 1. Romans 15, 1. Please, let's read it together. Ready? Go. One more time.
for the last time. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. The strength, the strong bear up the weak. Those that are strong in the Lord, we help those that are weak and are, are battling things. Imagine that the Lord strengthens you and you are strong in Him. And in your office, there are people going through things and they are running to you for advice and counsel. And that counsel is leading them out of issues. You would have just helped them and contributed to their, the success of their story and their lives. Now understand that though you may think you are walking alone in this world, your life is inextricably connected to other people, whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. You are connected. Your success is other people's success. Your failure is other people's failure. And that is why you cannot afford to become weak. Because if you are weak in the Lord, your weakness will translate and impact other people that you don't even know. Amen. 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 Yeah. You need to be successful because there are people who are depending on you. As you are seated now, do you know there are people looking up to you right now in life? Many people are looking up to you, around you. They may not say it, but they are just looking up to you. And that is why you can't afford to fail. You can't afford to be weak or a weak Christian. The strong bear up the weak. We need to be strong. When people, things are happening in the family, would you be able to stand in prayer for the family because you are strong? Or you join everybody wail and complain? Fathers, mothers, when something is happening to your children, you don't understand. Are you going to be wailing or you take charge and by the strength of God deal with the issue? I gave an example earlier in the first service. I said, when you are in an airplane and they are taking you through all those community things, they will tell you that in case of an issue, they will drop down oxygen masks. That uh, make sure you wear yours and before you help other people. Now, if you're a mother and your children are by your side and they drop the oxygen mask, what would you do? You put your on and quickly start helping them. Assuming you have a three-year-old or a fat, you start helping them. Why? Because it is expected of you, the one that is strong, whether mentally, physically, whatever, to assist them and to provide, help them survive. It is the same with life. The strong help the weak in life. Those that are financially strong help those that are struggling financially. Amen. So your success is not only for you, it's for a lot of people. How many of you know that one? Yeah, it's for a lot, including your children. Because if you fail, you have just made it even more difficult for your children to succeed. Yeah? Some of us when we went to went to secondary school. There were there were you know there were different categories of us in our class. The richer they they were they were, the more they sit towards the back. It was a phenomenon in my class. I don't know about you. You guys passed that mic. A lot of us came knowing that challenge. Where we are coming from, no. They have pumped it in your head. You must do well in life. You must succeed in school. 
So the first day we came, nobody told us anything. We sat in front. Then, you know, the richer you are, the more you go back. So those who are all the way at the back, they know that whether they pass or not, they are going to America. After secondary school, their father is taking them to America, whatever. So when we are busy studying at night, they come to laugh at us and go back. Hallelujah. And so, if you don't succeed and build a foundation on which your children can do better, you have failed. That is why you need to be strong in every way. Teach them to be prayerful. Teach them to, to, to know God, to study the word. Teach them, open the doors for them. You need to be a strong Christian. Hallelujah. Yeah, in this generation, strong Christians are needed. Though. Strong Christians are needed. You will hear things. Recently, I had one. Somebody, some, I told you, some pastor was, oh, is he a pastor? Somebody was bathing in a barrel. Acclaimed, self-styled, self-professed, bathing in a barrel, and while standing in it, he's fetching it and giving church members to drink. People's children are drinking. When you are a strong Christian, they, look, nobody can even look at your face eh, and prophesy nonsense to you when you are a strong Christian. I'm telling you. Because these days, a lot of people claim to hear from God. How would you know when they are lying? How would you know? <laughs> I was with Pastor Michael. I was telling him something. I said, God spoke to me about a certain man's wife that they're about to transfer the person. But I just felt like this is not, it's not, it's not crucial. It's not important. We were there and then they said they've transferred the person. The person is crying. I said, oh, maybe we should have done something about it too. If we knew she would cry. Hallelujah. When God speaks, you must know this is God speaking. How? You need to have... Look, when... I've said... I've, I've used this example before. If you're in the house with your father, and your father tells you, I'm bringing you one million dollars, what would you do? Will you be happy? Fantastic. Now, if you step out, let's say you want to go to the mall, and you meet a person at the mall who tells you, your father says he won't give you that one million dollars. What would you do? What would you do? Go home and ask your father. Is your father dead? No. Go home and go and ask him. Ah, you just told me you give me, but I met somebody who said, you said you won't give me. Is it true or not? And hear it for yourself. Does that make sense? It is the exact relationship we have with God. Exact access. When people tell you things and this one, you feel like, no. It could be flesh speaking. The same way we have access to God, you too, you have access. What are you talking about? It's only that a lot of people don't want to be strong in the Lord. May you be strong in the Lord so you can help others. Yeah, there's some of us, the Lord is making us the watchman over our families. Not everybody may be a prophet, but the Lord can make you a watchman over the family so you can see when things are coming. You can see when things are happening. You can deal with things. Oda, what the sun? Hamatan, Abba, say, Yehoah. Around 2 a.m., 
Now, some of you push gears. Shift to third gear. See the way some of them are looking nice in church. You see the way liquids will be pouring out of their faces. One day. Hallelujah. And so, you need to be strong so you can help other people. I want you to lift up your right hand. You want to pray in the next few minutes. That the Lord will give you strength. Thy grace Thy word Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.